This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Harvey, we have a problem. What is it, Lewis? Seidel didn't come through. We only have 36 hours. Shit. What's going on on your end? What happened with Gordon? We had a deal and he changed it. Change it to what? He said he'd only sign off on the restructuring if we bring him back as name partner. We have to figure out a way to get Jessica her money without changing the bylaws. Well, there isn't. The second we cut her a check, we don't have a leg to stand on in court. It's a one-way ticket to bankruptcy. Well, I'm not letting that son of a bitch back into the house Jessica took from him. Wait a second. You just said it. He doesn't want back in the house. He just wants to get back to the woman who took it from him. What are you saying? I'm saying Stanley Gordon doesn't need money and he doesn't want power. He just wants the world to know that Jessica's name's dog shit. Whatever you're about to say. Hear me out. If we put out a public statement that throws Jessica under the bus and disavows her completely. No way. Harvey, she fell on the sword for us already. And now you're saying you want to desecrate the body. I am not saying that and I hate this just as much as you, but we do this. Jessica gets paid, we are free and clear. When we go back to Gordon with this kind of counter, I guarantee you he will say yes. I'm not doing it. Harvey, we have about a day to get Jessica her money. What if I write it up, get Gordon to sign off, and ask Jessica if it's okay? You can do whatever you want. I'm not putting my name on that paper. Suits Season 7, Episode 11 is over. And if you're ready to hear us talk about hard truths, then suits yourself. I'm Rob Sestrino, back here with the guy who knows what's in the back of the freezer. It's Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? Rob, I'm good. And I am no longer associated with this law firm. I had to take my name off the door. Officially, it's over. No, no, I would never. I would never. But Jessica did. Jessica did. Yeah. But I think Jessica's really getting shafted here. I mean, she came back for no reason, uh, said that she had something to do with this. And then not only is she getting disbarred, also is getting her name dragged through the mud here for what exactly? Um, I don't even understand this from the Hardman lit angle of that. (laughs) Harvey wrote like this, like scathing editorial of like, this disgrace of a person will no longer be associated with this law firm. Yet the fraud that she hired, uh, we're con- seriously considering making one of our senior partners, but Jessica? Jessica. Mm-mm-mm. The you know? audacity. Yeah, they had to. The gall. 
they had to smear the queen. They said, uh, you know what, Jessica, the only way we can get a clean break is if we say that you did all the things that Harvey actually did in real life. So mm-hmm. you hired this fraud who burst into your office with a with a uh, suitcase full of, of weed. The weed. And then you broke him out of prison. All the things that Harvey's done, Jessica's admitted to. She's disbarred. She's going back to to Chicago without, uh, with, you know, and leaving New York in the past. But on the way out, they had to throw a little dirt on her name. And Harvey didn't even want to do it at first. I loved watching him go, uh, no, no, that's not happening. Only for Lewis to be like, yeah, it is. Jessica to fold and say, it is happening as well. And then we all come to the consensus that this is no longer PSL. It's just SL. Just SL. And so, yes, that uh, freaking this other partner, Stanley Gordon, gets to frame this editorial, put it up on his wall. Jessica's name is run through the mud. And so I guess we'll see a new version of SL coming up here in these upcoming episodes. Uh, this is episode 7-Eleven. Happy 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven, yes. I, I, I love this. Toast the Slurpee lucky- here to uh, <laughs> our Suits rewatch. Yeah, um, I guess this is like a lucky episode or something. It wasn't so lucky for Jessica. Uh, we, we, You're right, we did meet Gordon. She crapped uh, out. One of the name parties. Yeah, and he, this man here... Um, I didn't like this guy, mm-hmm. but I, I but I liked his energy. You know, he's like, uh, yeah. So Jessica stole my company, and I know y'all need help. So I just really want to rub it in Jessica's face that I'm back, baby. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well you're not back, you're not back, but we'll still rub it in her face, and will you be okay with that? He yeah. goes, yeah, that's cool, that's cool. So. But I did kind of Har- like that this guy was like, well, you got to bring me in. I got to be a new name yep. partner. And I was kind of here for it because I kind of feel like that when too. Suits has been its best, it's like there's somebody like in the building that is their enemy that they hate, like a Daniel Hardman, uh, you know, Jack Soloff. You know, I feel like that that creates Lewis like some Lee. good. Well, Lewis also has to be that person. But I kind of like when Lewis is like on the team with everybody. I feel like that it's. To for for Lewis to go back and be like the heel just feels like really Lewis. So I feel like that we needed to be another person. So I kind of was hoping that they would bring Gordon back in and that they were going to have to deal with him and him just being an a-hole to everybody. But it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. No, and and they're still looking for a senior partner. That was their whole thing. They want to go. What about Mike Ross? Stop saying that. They need to stop (laughs) saying Mike Ross's name. Mike Ross has only been a lawyer for about four months. Somebody like, should have we, hit Harvey over the head with a steel chair when he said that. Right. Somebody like, should have given him uh, like a wedgie. The El Cabong mm-hmm. <laughs> with a guitar. Mm-hmm. It just, it's like Harvey. The Sandman should have come in and just like uh, ushered Harvey out of the room. <laughs> right. Or somebody grabbed the hook and just pull him away like Michigan J Frog. You know, like it's just, it, it's so stupid. Harvey, this man has been a lawyer <laughs> on paper for like four months, he just got out of prison. You just released the editorial about how Jessica's a fraud. Like, why would you want this man's name on the door? He's been a junior partner for all of four yeah. days. His head's not right. In fairness to Harvey, no, Harvey's going through a lot. It helps He's in the blender. when you're not. If you're not sleeping with your therapist, maybe you could get therapy. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All I'm saying, Harvey, go back to therapy. I yelled at Lewis about going to therapy. Harvey, you are not exempt. Go to therapy and don't and then don't sleep with her. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that would be good. All right. So we got to deal with a lot of the fallout from the last episode. No time jump. Uh, this is literally like five seconds after uh, episode 10, even though uh, six months have passed in the real time. This episode airs March 28th, 2018. Now, as uh, we're getting closer and closer to, uh, I mean, still five years ago, but uh, closer and closer to uh, when uh, we are recording these podcasts. And so Harvey is dealing with uh, Donna kissed him. She says she didn't feel anything. Uh, it's unclear if Harvey felt anything, but he goes home immediately, tells Dr. Agard, move in with me. She's like, this is yeah. weird. Where's this coming from? No reason. It's very clear. It's very clear that he felt something, right? He's mm -hmm. like, uh, that was weird. Also, I need you to come distract me from this thing that happened. So move in with me so I have an excuse to not explore things with Donna. It really felt like, well, he wants to be able to go back and be like, well, Paula and I are serious, you know. Uh, we stay together, Donna. Don't be a homewrecker. But in reality, it just it it's very transparent. I think Dr. Agard sees right through it. She says, Is there a reason why you're acting like this all of a sudden? You just gave me a key last no week. No reason. Nope. I just I like the way the sun comes up when you're in my apartment. It's like, oh bro, shut up. Shut <laughs> up, Harvey. That was so lame. <laughs> I'm sorry. I believe in love and all that stuff, but there's a limit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Ultimately, then uh, Harvey does not want to talk to Donna about this uh, throughout the whole episode. Oh, also, uh, Harvey is horrible to Donna throughout this whole episode. Oh, yeah. Harvey sucks. And I kind of think it's warranted a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. Because although he's being a jerk, Donna did just randomly kiss him. You know, like if, if a woman randomly kissed you, you would have to completely disavow that woman because your wife would murder you. And so mm -hmm. I was like, uh, and if it was the other way around, it would be like uh, right. viewed very differently. <laughs> Don had a boyfriend so? and Harvey just like plants one on her. Right. Exactly. It's like, Harvey, get off of me. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. I'm in a relationship. Jail. You, you go to therapy, jail, even. But Donna does it. And Harvey's like, oh, Donna, you're so annoying. Get away from me. God. She's like, Harvey, we got to talk about it. Like, no, no, we don't. You should have talked about it instead of kissing me. When mm -hmm. Mike told you to tell me how you felt, he did not say, go and plant your lips on me in the middle of an office. But Donna's like, come on, Harvey. This is us. We've done worse. We've done nastier, freakier things two years ago. Aren't you? The can opener. Like, what? Right. What's the problem? He's like, I haven't even told Paula. Harvey has not even told Paula that back in the day, him and Donna had a thing. You know, he, Paula's not dumb, so she's wise enough to know that something... There's like chemistry between the two. They love each other, probably romantically, but even though they refuse to explore it. But she does not know that back in the in the gap, they had their moment. And so Donna's like, I mean, I just kissed you this time last time. Imagine, I mean, <laughs> what if Paula found out about that? So Harvey has to eventually go and be honest about that too. Do, and we've not really addressed this question over the course of 103 episodes of Suits. Do Donna and Harvey belong together? We have not really come out as, are, are we, uh, we had, don't even have a ship name for them. Are, are we Darvey Shippers? Darvey Shippers. I think I can't be a Darvey Shipper if they're not a Darvey Shipper. I don't think that Harvey you know, would let Donna have the first part. Uh, oh, so Harvna. Harvna? Harvna. 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 Uh, I, this is I don't know. I see that's the theme. They don't really ship each other. 
in this episode, Donna kisses him and he immediately says, Harvey goes there and says, Donna, tell me that cannot happen again. That will not happen again. She goes, yeah. okay, Harvey, it won't happen again. And then she's like, I kissed you and I felt nothing. And he's like, oh, okay. And she, so he says, well, I felt something because I'm human. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, okay. Well, you know, you, we don't have to act on those things. She reeled it fo- so far back in that I almost believed that she felt nothing. You know, yeah. like, no, I did believe I it. it. I felt like that. Yeah. I don't think that she was lying about this. I. It's hard for me though, because it's kind of like something drove her to make to to do the kiss, right? Like, so there is something there making you want to kiss this person. I don't just walk up on people and randomly let me kiss you to see if I like you. It's like, no, mm-hmm. I like you. Thus, I want to kiss you. So I was like, there, once that urge to go kiss this this man popped in her head, something's there. I don't know what it is, but there's something. So for her to be like, nope, uh, back to normal. There's no there, no drama here. Everything's just rewind the entire last episode and pretend Mike Ross never said anything to me. Like, Donna, all this pining and stuff that you've been doing, this hating on Paula, it's coming from something. So tell me what it is. Are you thinking, do you think she's going to steal your best friend from you? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know, now that he's with Paula, he won't be able to be your bestie because it very much felt like something drove you to go and put your lips on this man in the middle of his office. It's almost like that she's yeah. like struggling with that. Okay, Harvey is her work husband. And it's like, wait, hold on. Is, am I having feelings for him? Like he's my real husband? Like, oh no. Oh wait, hold on. Just my work husband. Uh, but I don't know. It seems like that she woke up something in Harvey that's freaking him out. And also Harvey says, you turned me into the thing that I've always hated. You made me into a cheater. Yeah. And we know that's Harvey's like least favorite thing in the world. He's like, oh, now I cheated. She's like, no, you didn't. You were just standing there. And he even tells Paula when she's getting upset with him, she's like, oh, so you mad at me because Donna made me a cheater? She's like, no, I'm mad at you because you took three days to tell me this. And you also have been lying to me about or at least omitting that y'all been sleeping together or have slept together or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he's like, but I'm not a cheater. She's like, no one's accusing you of being a cheater, Harvey. Nobody. Mm -hmm. Nobody's accusing you of being a cheater. Paula just can look at Harvey and tell that there's got to be something here between him and Donna that is making them keep coming back together. That's making him be willing to go to jail for her and, you know, have panic attacks for her and making her kiss him in the middle of the office place. There's something there. I don't know how many times they can, like, who they're trying to convince by telling us over and over again, like, there's nothing, there's nothing, because we can only go off of what we see. And, um, we see it all. Yeah. So I don't know if the show wants us to be rooting for Donna and Harvey to get together, but I have to say it's not really on my wish list. Well, that's the thing. If it's not rooting for us for Donna and Harvey to be together, is it rooting for Donna and Harvey to be with anyone else? Because no disrespect to Paula Agard, but is this the whirlwind romance you thought you'd be rooting for mm-hmm. in the show, Rob? Is, <laughs> is this the one? Not really. Uh, I feel not like really. that. Uh, I feel like that Harvey and Scotty have had more uh, chemistry yeah. than Harvey and Dr. Agard. I'm telling you, I'm still holding out for Harvey and Jessica. They're, look, they're, I just feel like there's better chemistry on this on these uh, shows. Even when uh, Donna was messing with the, the murderer, Stephen Huntley, mm-hmm. you know, it was cute. Uh, <laughs> I was like, okay. But now since then, she's dated an unknown person that we never got to saw. Mark Meadows. I mean, see, and then, no, we saw <laughs> okay. Mark Meadows okay. too. <laughs> But even Mark Meadows is like an adulterer, like getting married and Donna can't go through with it. So it's leading me to believe that Donna is going to find nobody and Harvey is going to find nobody because this Dr. Paula thing is just, there's nothing there. I'm sorry. It just doesn't exist. Okay. So 
Harvey and Donna, like they kind of uh, get back on uh, decent terms by the end of the episode. But there we have some icy moments in this episode where Donna is looking to interview a new senior partner and they have like a very embarrassing uh, conversation in front of this guy, uh, Kyle Clemente, who they bring in for an interview. And Harvey is basically like completely like conflating the whole situation with Donna into this guy's interview where he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Did uh, you thought you were getting into a relationship and then Donna teased you with the prospect of something new? (laughs) Like, oh, I'm sorry about that. (laughs) Kyle Clemente is like, should I leave? This is about this isn't about me. I'd hate to think that you love your firm and that Donna set up a meeting to tease you away from something that you very much mm-hmm. love. You have to forgive my colleague because sometimes she can be impulsive. You know, you just hate to give the wrong type of person a position higher up making decisions. You know, I don't want to rush into that. It could be a mistake that I would have made. I won't do it this time, Kyle Clemente. Actually, you can't be senior partner. I was like, okay, Harvey, mm-hmm. calm down. Calm down. <laughs> yeah. He, he he shamed Donna in front of this man, basically, and and ran off this hotshot who had been interviewing with Scadden. You know, we always hear about Scadden, but I don't think we're... Are we ever going to see Scadden? Yeah. What do you think about uh, the law firm of Scadden? Scadden. They're over there interviewing with Scadden. Is that where Missy Dietler works? Because we always hear about her, too. <laughs> yeah. Was Missy Dietler ever shown on the episode? I kind of wanted to Google Missy Dietler. Yeah, well, I don't want to know if she's gonna come. Like that's my thing. It's like I, I would love to be surprised uh, because I don't think we've ever seen her. Because this person is so hot, so hot that it's just like we gotta keep reminding you. Hey, you remember Missy Dietler? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you heard of Missy Dietler? It's like, oh my God, Missy Dietler. Mm-hmm. Well, who is she? Well, who the hell are they? Yeah. So that's. That's what I'm working on. I want to see her walk in the room, slow motion entrance, all that good stuff. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Missy Deedler, um, I that I believe that she is the character who went mudding with Lewis. Yeah, he's she uh he went mudding with no, yeah, and uh Lewis had his uh premature mud. Mm-hmm. That was Missy Deedler. Yeah, <laughs> Missy Deedler. Uh to which Rachel said, I don't think she works here anymore. Um, which I would think that they would know exactly who the people are that work at <laughs> like why is Mike with a photographic memory talking about a person that doesn't even work here anymore? Uh that is a great question, uh, which will probably never be answered. So when Mike and Rachel are having that conversation about Mike's talking about, oh, Missy Deedler, she was hot. Um, Rachel talks about like, oh, Alex Williams, he's hot. Like that, I, I was a little uncomfortable with that. I was too because okay, fantasizing about Missy Dietler, a woman who we've never seen, you know, who may, might just be an urban legend here on Suits. Okay, fine. I mean, it's it's bad because Mike Ross does have a photographic memory, so if he says he's thinking about her, he's he can see her, but. Rachel, Alex is down the hall, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and no disrespect to Rachel, but she be having wandering eyes. I still yeah, got questions. Right, <laughs> right. Like, but I would Mike, be, be very uncomfortable mm-hmm. if I was Mike. Once Rachel's talking about, like, yeah, well, Alex Williams is hot. He's like, if you cheat on me again, goddamn. You know? Like, um, uh, not even like, hey, you know, Alex is a good looking guy. Uh, she said hot. Yeah, she said hot, and he's like, I can fix that. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so, you know, I think uh, Mike Ross probably needs to 
Uh, I won't say keep an eye on that one, but it would make my antennas go up just a little bit. Yep. Just a little bit. I'd be like, okay, Rachel, slow down. All right, so speaking of Alex Williams, though, he ends up uh, giving a case to Mike from Quality Foods. I feel like we've dealt with food companies before. Yeah. Is Quality Foods uh, a company that has been uh, brought back? I don't think it sounded like it, but the way they were addressing it this time was that this was Alex's client. So I would hope that... Uh, I mean, I would assume that, you know, Alex already had this relationship and it wasn't a Pierce Inspector lit relationship. Um, but yeah, it's a Fortune 500 company and they're having a fight with their distributor. This wasn't and the Alex company that their water tasted like crap. No. And I, that's why I say I thought it was them at first, but I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um but they they did have trash water uh, that that company you're talking about. And then there was another like they had a competitor. One of them could have been Quality Foods. Um, such an ironic name, though, calling your 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 brand Quality Foods. And y'all have trash water. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, wasn't it like yeah? So I think that was Durham Foods. Uh, Durham okay. Foods, according to uh, some of delicacy. my quick suits research. Yeah, the local delicacy, Durham Foods. Mm-hmm. Um, so here we have this Fortune 500 company. Uh, Alex gives it to Mike and says, hey, you know, this is your chance to land a big client. Also, you know, it's me paying you back for the whole prison thing. And so um, initially, this is supposed to be something where uh, Mike comes in and he just has this major client. It's supposed to be really cut and dry, right? But eventually it looks like they are hiding something and they're getting uh, basically some more money on the back end from these premiums that they have. Um, mm-hmm. Apparently there's like this act of God clause that if they lose a bunch of their uh, their product, then you kind of just write it off. And so they've been writing it off, but uh, it looks like that there's something else going on. And Mike just follows his gut with this one. We really don't have any reason to believe that there's any evidence to point to uh, like otherwise. But in the conversation with Mike, He's like, so what about the the product that's being lost? And it's like they have an answer for everything he's asking, like right off the top. And so he mm-hmm. kind of is ready to back away from it and be like, ah, oh, no, there's something else here, and I need to investigate. Yeah. The problem with Mike is that he has a he has an act of God complex, and so he <laughs> thinks <laughs> that uh, he has uh, a uh, thinks he's God complex. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. This man, uh, he 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 wants to be the hero mm-hmm. all the time. He always wants to be doing some investigative journalism and turning over things. And, uh, and oh, look, look what I found! Slamming folders. And so Rachel calls him and says, "Hey, you think uh, you think you want to just back away from this thing? You, are you sure you're just not on a witch hunt looking for something to uncover?" Yeah, I love this. Yeah, because because it's valid. You know, don't get me wrong. Mike Ross is correct in this episode, but he doesn't know that. Mm-hmm. You know, he's really just following his gut and this instinct that he has to always be saving something. And so, yeah, Alex and Rachel both tell him, you you might just be digging around for something because you're used to saving lives at this point. Mm-hmm. And um, when he gets ready to back off, it turns out that he's actually correct. And that's when we see that he has a photographic memory for the inside of the freezer as well. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of wish that they would have just let it be that there wasn't something else afoot here. Like, I think I, I really like that where Rachel's like, Mike, there's not always some big conspiracy. It doesn't, sometimes it's just a regular case. He's like, oh, I guess you're right. Uh, but then she cracks the whole thing open and finds out like, no, it actually, uh, like every other case, uh, there's actually a, a huge conspiracy of, to, to uh, you know, 
commit fraud and mm-hmm. uh, do this whole big, uh, you know, white collar crime. Yeah, it is it, like we want the to the show to not reinforce to Mike that all the problematic stuff Mike has been doing because he's been getting away with it. It's like, yeah, Harvey told me to not to do a thing, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. And this is, again, this is the same person that Harvey said, I cannot trust. And the same person Harvey is toying with the idea of making senior partner. Like this is the same person. And so just a couple episodes ago, Harvey was like, I can't even tell you anything. Cause I think you're going to get Alex thrown in prison because you cannot help yourself. He's like, what me? No. So the show gives us an opportunity to say, Mike, you need to chill on that. But even this time, they're like, but you're still right. You're yeah. still right. So maybe don't chill on it. Maybe just keep following your instincts. Episode ends with um, Mike and Rachel talking about like, hey, we need to start focusing on the important things, focusing on our wedding. I thought that they weren't even having a date at the plaza for a couple of years, um, that they weren't going to focus on it. Now, do you think, are we getting a Mike and Rachel wedding before the end of season seven? Yeah. Remember we gave up on the plaza and Harvey said that mm-hmm. he was going to give them their apartment. And then, but Mike, then I think uh, they got it back. No, I thought Robert Zane had, uh, agreed to maybe give them his home. It was something similar to that. Um, where Robert Zane showed up at Harvey's apartment. Said, mm-hmm. You're not having you're not getting married here. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know. I know they put off the wedding, but I know that, you know, this is suits. And so time is a flat circle here and it just, you know, things happen and we can't tell if it's next weekend three is days the wedding. or yeah. Yeah, a billion years. <laughs> and so every episode we've seen prior to this, when they talk about the wedding, it's always let's focus on ourselves. Let's focus on ourselves. And this episode, Rachel's like, all right, that's enough. We did it for four episodes. Let's start focusing on the wedding. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chappelle, who gets the Liddy here in uh, episode 11 of season seven? Um, This is a tough one. Could be Rachel. Could be back to back for be, Rachel. It could be, it could be Rachel or it could be Lewis. Um, we didn't really talk about Lewis, but he was the one who popped off the plan to get Jessica thrown under the bus. Yeah. Um, after going to Sidell and trying to get, uh, I guess an extension on the time that it would Again, take. Holly Cromwell it. comes up. Um, most, yeah. uh, this uh, Holly Cromwell could be the season seven MVP comes up every single episode. She's they like the stockbroker of season seven. Yeah, they got they got to use her more. They really. She's do. like the Stu Bizzini of season seven. <laughs> every time, every every few minutes, they're like, "Okay, well, I'll get Holly Cromwell in here to save the day." Uh, that guy Sidell was the one who was on the ethics board, and Lewis basically said, "I'm gonna ruin your marriage if you don't help us out here." And he tries 
to the point where he even has to resign because he was still like running from Lewis, which I'm fine with that. Sidell sucked. And so yeah. that's okay with me. Uh, but ultimately he's the one who gets Harvey to understand that you have to let go of Jessica and you have to let her get smeared like this. Someone has to take the fall for this fraud or it's going to be us. And so they get this fraud thing handled. I think Lewis makes a good case for himself, but um, I do, I do like Rachel's role in this episode. Mm-hmm. I do. Um, I'd be willing to go with Rachel. Yeah, I mean, she does crack this case open and uh, does uh, put Mike in his place. So, yeah, Lewis is not a bad uh, shout in this episode. He's uh, doesn't do anything bad, but also doesn't actually get anything done. I, I guess he does come up with the plan to uh, smear Jessica's name. But I don't know. Yeah. Should we be rewarding him for that? It, it kind of got paid. But she only got paid because they were able to sign off on the restructure. And the only way they were going to sign mm-hmm. off on the restructure is if Gordon was okay with it. Yeah. And Gordon had to be okay with it because they were going to smear Jessica's name. So yeah. I think Lewis can get second place, but I, I still agree. I think Rachel kind of can take it. How about this charity? Uh, I feel like that we should put Mike Ross on this case of, so Gordon gives, what, $10 million? Stanley Gordon gives $10 million to this charity, uh, which I'm not sure if we get the name of the charity. And so, um, but then they found that, oh, he's just laundering the money through us. So we're just actually not going to do anything for him that we said. Yeah, we're going to spend the money and then not put his name on the building, not give him any credit and not give him his <laughs> money back. And so like, like what? you you suck. So we're going to rob you. <laughs> it's like, like uh, that was pretty wild. Yeah, like how do you just make that decision? Like, like, yeah, give him his money back. Mm, no, I don't no. think so. Mm-mm. Yeah. And then they've done it before. That was the other thing. They're like, remember the time you did that with the Russians? Like, yeah, it's a pretty crooked know. charity. Yeah. Look, though, they're the good guys here. They're like Mike Ross. It's like, yeah, we're robbing you, but you're a bad you know, person. You're a bad person, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then we just sort of like left it at that. And, and they're not going to put his name on a building. No, they're not. Gordon lost the fight. Um, yeah. He and, looks like he's doing okay. okay. Yeah, he's chilling. He's yeah. chilling. He was really just driven by uh, hatred of Jessica at this point. She took down his firm, yeah. so he was willing to take her Look, down at any means necessary. Who's the winner? I mean, this guy is like basically like lives in a castle, and uh, we saw that uh, Jessica has like what, like just kind of like a townhouse. She has Jeff Malone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's something. But she did not live in like an estate like no. Stanley Gordon does with a no, golf course. Stanley Gordon had a golf course in his home. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, now maybe he lives just, like out in like Connecticut or something, and Jessica lives in the city. Yeah, it, there's definitely a, a disparity in the in the in the wealth that we see though between the two of yeah. them because he's like hanging out. He doesn't care to go back to law at all. His name's on like his name's off the off the firm at this point. So like, look, I'm just here for for the vibes. Yeah. I didn't want Jessica's name off and then y'all can leave me alone forever. Also, you know, Jessica's like paying for Harvey to go to Harvard Law, like as Lewis has pointed out, maybe Jessica's actually not that good with money. No, Jessica and Harvey both are not that great with money and that's why they don't have nice things. Mm-hmm. Whereas Lewis can afford to keep the uh, the firm afloat it seems. <laughs> okay. Um no real references here in this episode, except that Mike wants uh, some Star Wars Legos to put up in his office. I mean, I kind of think mm-hmm. Rachel might break off the engagement at that point once he's putting Legos on the shelves. 
I don't know. They got that wet paint sign on the, <laughs> in, a, in a random F on the shelf. Who knows what they'll what they'll let I slide. I was in trying to look for more things to talk about in Mike and Rachel's apartment, but we didn't really get a good view in this episode. Um, what do you think about the contents of Mike and Rachel's freezer? Are you buying that Rachel is making lasagnas after she gets home from these long days at PSL? I think the lasagna. It was one of those like stofers, you know, just pop it in the oven, from, mm-hmm. you know, Costco or Sam's, you know, uh, because. We've never seen Mike Ross cook, mm-hmm. so I'd have to. I'd have to. Assume I think he that did cook he, once. I feel like I remember him, like uh, Rachel coming home, and he was like, like we're, they're always making like uh, spaghetti sauce. Yeah, they're always stirring something on the stove. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I feel like she just bought him a bunch of TV dinners, basically, so that when she's at work, he doesn't come home and starve. You know, they get home at yeah. the ridiculous hours too. So I don't really know if they ever have time to just sit down and have a real meal these days. Yeah, one other quick suits thing that I noticed. So like the scene where Mike and Rachel are in the library, Rachel has like nine books open. Can any of the associates tell us like what is in these books that we constantly are trying to go back and reference? Like, is there some like... Uh, case history that's in these books like what sh- wouldn't this all be on the internet like does is what is rachel working on that requires her to have nine different like old dusty books open oh you feel like they should be digital by now like this should all be I would think so if she's like looking at like okay okay let this case precedent like isn't this all online yeah i'm sure it is now but i don't know even i mean this even is 2018 yeah, I mean, but even today in my field, I found myself like with a sprawled out bunch of books because I'm looking for a very specific line that I know came from this book and I can't and I can't find it. Or I've read mm-hmm. it so many times that it's easier for me to just go grab it real quick than to go Google it. Um, and and I, lo- I really don't know. I'm asking for, you know, um, the all of the associates like uh, like, no, actually, you do like have to you're constantly in these books. Yeah, I wonder too. I wonder how often the, the, the associates or even, you know, our, our our real life lawyers that listen to this podcast actually sit down with a bunch with a stack of books and say, okay, I'm going to just pour through mm-hmm. all of these until I find what I need. So, mm, I'm sure a control F on the right <laughs> PDF these days could, could do that work for you, but I yeah. don't know. I'm not a lawyer. Okay. All right. Uh, let's look at some feedback. Okay. Uh, Patty asks us about this episode. Uh, is it considered a pop culture reference when the series quotes itself? The line, when someone pulls a gun on you, you either take it or pull out a bigger one or do one of another 146 things is a variance on a line that's been used multiple times in the series over and over again. Do you think it's a pop culture reference when Suits is quoting itself? Mm, no. Yeah, no, I don't I think don't. so. No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. But I do think that they'd use that quote way too many times. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it it happens at least twice a season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also about this episode, uh, David says, is Harvey's response to Donna, your judgment sucks the best or the worst dig ever? I think for anyone else, it would be the worst. But since Donna's superpower is her judgment, it might be the best. Is Donna's superpower her judgment? It is. It is. She 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 prides herself on being able to know what other people want and to butt into their business and tell them how to get it, what they need, what they need to do. Even in this episode, her and Harvey are arguing about her kissing Harvey. And she goes, Harvey, well, I recommend you go talk to Paula. He said, I don't give a damn what you recommend. You mm-hmm. did this. Don't come over here making recommendations and stuff like that when this is your fault. No. Well, I, I recommend you think about why you haven't told Paula about our kiss for two years. Like, Rachel, I mean, I'm sorry, Donna, like you, 
you recommend I recommend that you don't kiss random people that you're not dating. How about that? Yeah. You know, um, so no, I think it was the best dig because it hit her right, right there, right there in the solar plexus. Yeah. And maybe that's what she needs because I, I actually disagree on what her superpower is. Like she's kind of like a profiler where she is like her superpower is that she's able to like sort of like read people, but I don't think that her personal judgment is necessarily the best. She's made plenty of questionable decisions over the years. So I, I don't know if necessarily like, um, and maybe she might think her judgment is her superpower, but like when she's able to like, okay, well, by the way that this person is sitting, I can tell that mm -hmm. you're actually rivals with that person. But even when she was like in that meeting on the Donna, she was like, oh, now I'll go back in and then I'll be able to get an offer from them and then I'll reject it. And then we'll get 5% more. Mm -hmm. And the guys are like, Pfft. We don't want this thing. Like we're not gonna buy a yeah. thing from a secretary. I think that's. I think that's. Uh, that's an even better point, though. I think that that's what. That's why it was such a good dig. Is because she thinks that mm -hmm. her judgment is the power, and it's really the part before the judgment. It's you can read the room. She can read the situation. What she does with the information she gathers is not always correct, mm -hmm. and so that's why he's like, "Your judgment sucks." Like, She's like, "Damn." Yeah. I could tell Lewis is wearing his uh, like a uh, suit that he only wears on special occasions. And that means the like that's like where she has her superpower. But it's not necessarily uh -huh. in like making the best decisions with that information. Yeah, that's why Harvey hit her where it hurts. Amanda asks us from a couple episodes ago, I uh, can't believe we actually saw Lewis holding a baby. But also, where did they even get a baby that small for uh, from this episode? <laughs> Usually newborns on TV shows are actually six months old. But that little guy was so tiny. It must have been production's actual child. I actually thought of this uh, myself because it was really? like uh, the like tiniest little thing that Brian was holding. I think it was a doll. I, I don't think it was a real baby. Oh, I don't know I if we know. ever saw the baby's face. We saw like this little like itty bitty like arm sticking out. I think it was might have been just like uh, like a little like latex uh, prosthetic baby. <laughs> and it's this mama, you know, uh, mm -hmm. like a little doll. Uh, yeah, I'm still concerned that they didn't address Lewis kidnapping that child. You know? like, <laughs> I, we don't know. We didn't I see. Mean, we have not seen Brian never... or the baby since. Or the baby. If you showed me later on, Lewis has that baby and Brian both living at his home, I'd be like, okay, sounds about right. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, Chappelle. Well, we'll pick things up tomorrow when we get to episode 12 of uh, season seven. Where can people keep up with you? Follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show. Uh, and make sure you uh, subscribe and, you know, at suitspodcast.com to this podcast and join the Facebook community as well. All right. I'm at Rob Sestrino. Thank you so much for joining us here for 7-Eleven. We'll be back tomorrow. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.